Hi, welcome to the 128th Quackcast. Scam Stud. The references and links to the references are available on science-based medicine. We have evolved in order to survive reality, not to understand it. It is a good thing that understanding and survival are not tightly linked, as many people are apparently totally disconnected from the reality I inhabit, the one described by the natural sciences. When I started writing and podcasting about the scamverse, I was under the impression that people who use scams were simply misinformed. If people were made aware of facts, they would see the error of their ways and put away their scams as the childish thoughts they were. Silly me. Reality, as I understand it, is often of little interest to proponents of scam. This was brought home recently by Food Babe with an essay, Should I Get the Flu Shot? Spoiler alert, her answer is no, I'm not taking the flu shot, ever. It is how she reaches that conclusion that is amazing. There are nouns and adjectives and adverbs and verbs and articles and prepositions. They are strung together to form sentences and paragraphs. But somehow, through an almost magical alchemy, all that writing transmutes into a content that is completely divorced from reality as I understand it. It is a tour de farce that reaches the definition of the Pauli principle where, quote, it is not only not right, it is not even wrong. Now, who is Food Babe? a blogger and media personality who has been all over the print in electronic media. I am increasingly aware of how out of touch I am, for I was completely unaware of the food babe. I don't wander in those circles. I want to tell you up front that I confess to feeling a little sympathetic for Jenny McCarthy. Many articles about her wackaloon approach to autism and vaccines make mention of her appearing in Playboy, as if being naked or attractive makes her message less valid. Her being wrong about vaccines has nothing to do with either her attractiveness or intelligence. The few times I have seen her interviewed on TV, she was actually funny and articulate, although I will confess she was not talking about vaccines. I have yet to see any correlation between being attractive and being intelligent, or being intelligent and being gullible. These are independent variables. And whether or not Food Babe is, in fact, a babe... I will leave that to others, and it is not germane to the content of her post, which is, but ugly. Food Babe is a blogger who focuses on food, and she says she is, quote, most knowledgeable about harmful ingredients in processed foods and how to avoid them. For this reason, I have made it my mission to spread as much information as I can about what is in food, how to make the right purchasing decisions at the grocery store, and how to live an organic lifestyle in this over-processed world, end of quote. Seems like a worthy enough goal, and she is evidently self-taught, having her undergrad degree in computer science. And her essay on the influenza vaccine suggests that her institution of higher learning forgot to include the science part in her computer science degree. Now, I will freely admit that I don't care that much about nutrition, I personally do not use food as a medicine, and as such, food is mostly overrated. I try and eat reasonably and nutritiously, and during the day, food is mostly fuel for my neurons. At home, and on weekends, I see food as one of the great pleasures of life. Pooh sums it up for me. Quote, 
When you wake up in the morning, Pooh, said Piglet at last, what's the first thing you say to yourself? What's for breakfast, said Pooh. What do you say, Piglet? I say, I wonder what's going to happen exciting today, said Piglet. Pooh nodded thoughtfully. It's the same thing, he said. So as such, I'm not that interested in her blog entries on food, though I do note that the food babe has a curious approach to reality. Reading her website finds this Thorazine-deficient paragraph as part of an argument not to use your microwave oven. Last but not least, Dr. Masuru Emoto, who is famous for taking pictures of various types of water and the crystals that they formed in the book called Hidden Messages in Water, found that water was microwaved did not form beautiful crystals, but instead form crystals similar to those formed when exposed to negative thoughts or beliefs. If this is happening to just water, I can only imagine what a microwave is doing to the nutrients, energy of our food and to our bodies when we consume microwave food. For the experiment pictured above, microwave water produced a similar physical structure to when the words Satan and Hitler were repeatedly exposed to the water. This fact is probably too hokey for most people who inhabit planet Earth, but I wanted to include it because sometimes the things we can't see with the naked eye or even fully comprehend could be the most powerful way to unlock spontaneous healing. So that's why my microwaved coffee tastes off. It's those Hitler and Satan crystals. The problem is when I rewarm the coffee on the stovetop, it makes boner and Bachman crystals, and those leave an exceptionally bad taste in the mouth. And I do not like room temperature coffee. And she dares, dares, mind you, to cast aspersions on beer. Beer! Next up will be apple pie and mom. Evidently, her article was not up to the standards of reality and veracity that brewers would prefer. As one person noted, quote, trawling through the bad grammar and typos, not an issue for me, glass houses and all that, was painful enough. But putting that aside and dealing with the innuendo, misrepresentation, and blatant falsehoods made it doubly so, end of quote. Food babe applies the same techniques to her analysis of the influenza vaccine, and I suspect that there is not a single sentence relating to influenza in the vaccine that does not meet the above description. For the pedant in the audience, we will take it as given that there is an inhaled influenza vaccine and refer to it no more. All that follows will concern the injectable vaccine. She begins, quote, I want you to think about what you are directly injecting into your bloodstream, end of quote. As I had mentioned before, precision of thought is reflected in precision of speech. I'll keep that in there for humor effect, though it was unintentional. Is reflected in precision of speech and precision of writing. God knows, small g, that I have learned the hard way, writing for science-based medicine and other blogs, what happens when I am not precise. I write for a tough crowd. But really, that is such cheesy innuendo. The vaccine is an intramuscular injection. The vaccine has to be absorbed into the bloodstream from the tissues around the muscle. 
By the same argument, everything you eat is injected directly into the bloodstream. Man, her blog is not looking good for veracity. She continues, jumping straight into the toxin gambit. What's exactly in the flu shot? To sum it up, a bunch of toxic chemicals and additives that lead to several types of cancers and Alzheimer disease over time. See what I mean? All the components of a sentence, but with a zero true content like Diet Coke. As we will see, Food Babe is, somewhat ironically, the aspartamine of medical understanding. More the fool me, I thought the flu shot was predominantly proteins derived from the influenza virus grown in eggs or from recombinant technology selected for their ability to elicit protective antibody against influenza. And vaccines and their components cause neither cancer nor Alzheimer's. She then lists the components that could be lurking in the vaccine and mentions all the usual suspects, save the potentially fatal one. Egg products, including avian contaminant viruses, aluminum, thimerosal, I think she meant thimerosal, mercury, monosodium glutamate, it makes the vaccines taste so much better, chick embryo cells, latex, formaldehyde, gelatin, polysorbate 80, Triton X100, strong detergent, sucrose, table sugar, resin, and gentamicin, spelled with a Y. I won't eat any of these ingredients or even put them in my body, she says. So, there goes peas and carrots and beets, good sources of sucrose, and probably no panna cotta for the food, babe. That is so good with the gelatin. But that just means more for me and Pooh. As the 500-year-old saying of Paracelsus goes, it's the dose that makes the poison. As an example, blood levels of formaldehyde, a product of normal metabolism, are 2.7 milligrams per liter, about 15 milligrams of formaldehyde in a normal adult. A vaccine has about 1 50th the formaldehyde of a pear. And given the concentration in the vaccine, the gradient will probably pull formaldehyde out of the body and into the injection site since chemicals go from areas of greater concentration to areas of lesser concentration. Only the multi-dose vials contain thimerosal and no flu vaccine, that's no as in none, zero, zip, nil, nada, contains aluminum. So crediting those molecules as the reason vaccines increase their risk for Alzheimer's, they don't, is disingenuous at best. One would think a computer scientist could manage the Googles to find out the ingredients in the flu vaccine. I mean, it took me less than a minute to confirm that there is no aluminum in any influenza vaccine. However, the flu babe did say could, and could is not is. So I suppose if there were a freak transporter accident involving a shipment of influenza vaccine and a collection of soft drink cans... Aluminum could be found in the flu vaccine. Of course, the odds of that occurring are about the same as Food Babe doing proper research. And I'm very surprised that she did not include dihydrogen oxide found in every vaccine, which kills 
thousand people a year in the United States. Seriously, that is about the level of food babes arguments. Now, when I first read this article by her, for some reason, I saw the word resin, R-E-S-I-N, and pronounced it in my brain, reason, R-E-S-I-N, which I don't know why I did that. Just like I always see the word co-worker as cow orker and Super Bowl as superb owl. I must have a brain defect. So what follows then is an attempt at a joke based on my own personal mispronunciation of the word resin as reason. And it goes something like this. It is evident that she does not put reason in her body, although I thought it was spelled R-E-A-S-O-N. It doesn't work, does it? But you know, they can't all be perfection. Then Flu Babe says, after reading, quote, a couple of studies, end of quote, that the flu vaccine does not work. I have talked at length around issues about flu vaccine efficacy. If you were to read most of the 2087 studies on flu vaccination efficacy that have been published as I wrote this essay, instead of a couple, you might conclude, as I have, that the vaccine prevents influenza, its complications such as secondary infections, stroke, heart attack, spontaneous abortion, and probably equally importantly, decreases the chance of spreading influenza to vulnerable populations. Quote, no. The CDC even admits it doesn't protect you because the virus mutates every year. End of quote. The CDC says that? It does, really? When I look at the CDC site, I find a complex and nuanced paragraph about how effective the flu vaccine is. They discuss that there are characteristics of the person being vaccinated and how well the vaccine matches and what your endpoints are that determine whether or not you say how effective the flu vaccine is. As they say, quote, while determining how well a flu vaccine works is challenging in general, recent studies have supported the conclusion that the flu vaccine is effective. I must say that I do admire the way Food Babe can take a complex and nuanced topic and distill it down to an aliquot of pure error. It is a talent rarely seen outside of the tea party. And she has a poor concept of vaccination and immunity and is under the false impression that vaccines are both lifelong and perfect. Quote, why do we have to get a flu shot every year? Aren't vaccines supposed to immunize you for life? Well, no, they're not. And this brings me back to my previous point. If flu vaccines were truly a vaccine, it wouldn't wear off. Not true. Think about it. Once you get chickenpox as a child, your body develops antibodies to strengthen your immune system from ever getting chickenpox again. Um, that's not true. In fact, Reinfections can occur and are more common than we think. And there is also shingles, which is chickenpox. This is how vaccines are supposed to work. No, they're not. But the flu shot doesn't work this way because it's a standard vaccine. She has another perfect misunderstanding of reality with every assertion made incorrect. Of course, doctors do not suggest the flu vaccine because it prevents morbidity and mortality but because Big Pharma makes money from the flu. 
Why are flu shots recommended for children, women who are pregnant, and the elderly, she asks? Now, I thought it was because they were at increased risk of morbidity and mortality from influenza, but I would be wrong. Quote, because that group of individuals typically have weaker immune systems, and if they catch the flu and don't treat it in time, it can lead to other complications like pneumonia. My God, she wrote a sentence that is valid. But, never fail, she follows up with nonsense. However, why would you give a group with already weakened immune systems something that weakens their immune system systematically further? Huh? I think it's because the flu vaccine doesn't weaken immune system systematically further. It makes it more effective against the influenza virus by generating antibody against influenza vaccine. It is, dare I say it, a real vaccine. First, she says the vaccine doesn't work because the virus mutates, then because it isn't a real vaccine, but the real reason? This is why the vaccine isn't effective in the first place, because administering a drug that weakens the immune system makes people even more susceptible to the flu. What? Medicine by the Ministry of Truth. Quote, The Ministry of Truth is involved with news media, entertainment, and fine arts and educational books. Its purpose is to rewrite reality, to change the facts, to fit doctrine for propaganda effect. I hate to say Orwellian, but if the shoe fits. Finally, she concludes the best way to get immune is to go out and get influenza. You can build lifetime antibodies against the infection. Just skip the vaccine, boost your vitamin D, and encounter the flu naturally. If you encounter the flu, rest, take care of yourself, and understand that your body needs a break and focus on getting better and dying of secondary pneumonia, heart attack, and losing your baby. This type of immunizing yourself works amazingly better than relying on an artificial injection that has been proven ineffective. You'll have these new antibodies for life that will ultimately protect you from similar strains of the virus better than any yearly shot could ever provide. Getting flu may make you have better immunity against influenza. The risk is you might die or get a secondary bacterial infection or have a stroke or heart attack or lose your pregnancy or have a stupid child or pass influenza on to someone else who is less able to handle the illness and who will die. It is hard to find an example of a piece of writing where virtually every piece of information is wrong. And if there is a nugget of truth, my first response is to go, what? No, that can't be so. If Food Babe says it, it must be wrong. It's rare to find such a reality-free discussion of the influenza vaccine. And it is, in a hideous kind of way, a thing of beauty. That people may make decisions based on this fictional account of influenza and the vaccine flabbers my gaster, any disclaimer notwithstanding. It is a good thing for Food Babe that understanding reality is not part of being fit to survive, and I sure hope she is never exposed to influenza, especially if pregnant. By the way, I have decided that henceforth I shall be referred to as the scam stud. Sure, I am old and balding and slightly above my fighting weight, but I do not mean stud using the urban dictionary definition. 
No way will I ever meet that definition. No one can ever drink that much beer. I'm thinking more metaphorically, the two-by-four definition, the central support of a structure, or maybe a boss with a large head. Well, I'll let you decide on the preferred usage. And finally, this was an extremely hard essay to write, because at the same time, The Onion produced an article called Internet Shocked by Blogger with Sarcastic Sensibility. Eh, I hate and love The Onion. If you're bored, head on over to Science-Based Medicine for all the references. And in that particular essay, Scam Stud, I reference the more than dozen articles I've written about influenza and the vaccine. And I should mention that the Science-Based Medicine group has put together our best essays in a collection of books, the first two and a half years of which are available on Kindle, iPad, and Nook. One of those books is Science-Based Medicine, a guide to vaccines, vaccine-preventable illnesses, and autism. Well worth your time, as is all of the Science-Based Medicine oeuvre. Otherwise, I will stop here and see you next time for the QuackCast. Don't forget to go to iTunes and write me glowing reviews. Blah-de-blah-de-blah. Bye.